Tēnā mai haere mai ki tēnā hōtaka. Welcome to the panel RNZ National Wallace Chapman with you. The government has dumped its plan to put GST on KiwiSaver fees after a fierce backlash from some uh, fund providers and opposition that just after four. And a fundraiser has been launched today to support the locked-out workers at Kawaro Mill, locked out by manufacturing giant Essity. They make toilet paper since August the 9th. Plus, backing to our Māori on a chocolate bar resulted in some discussion about product endorsement rules by politicians. The panellists' views on that. And... How teaching has changed over the last 20 years. A teacher snatches a student's earphones out of their ears. A 40-year career up in smoke. What are the challenges in today's teaching environment? And if you are a teacher, get in touch. 2101, email the panel at rnz.co. With me today, Alexia Russell, a journalist currently producing The Detail. Alexia, kia ora. Welcome to the programme. Kia ora, thank you. And Guy Williams, comedian, broadcaster, many other things. Uh, good to have you on. I'm always nervous how you're going to introduce me because you've got to really, like, I haven't done much, so you've got to really grasp at some straws. <laughs> so I appreciate you really trying there. Thanks, man. You haven't no. done much. You've saved Auckland City. <laughs> In his own mind. In his own mind. Uh, Good to have you on both. Now, uh, to this. Quite random, but why do we make meatballs when you could just throw the mince in the pan and have spaghetti bolognese? A listener wanted to know. I I actually like this question. I think it's important. Yeah, I don't know. No, well, that's why we're talking about it. So when it's in the shape of a ball, we just seem to like it more. (laughs) Italy, Iran, Spain, China... Or the cinnamon kind from Canada, apparently. Everyone has their version of meatballs. Especially, get this, the east coast of the North Island. Meatball enthusiast and owner of Advantage Wine Store, Mac McPherson, is with us to talk meatballs. Mac, welcome to the panel. How are you guys going? Good. Let's talk about you. Where did your love of meatballs start, Mac? Well, um, I was brought up in Hastings in the 60s. There was this wonderful bakery um, called the Lilac Bakery, and they they had this little thing which is about the size of a, um, a bread-crumbed golf ball. And um, it was bought originally into Hawke's Bay by a Dutch family, and they sort of like taking the form of the bitter ball in. And like the whole place just went bananas for them. And um, I mean, I'm almost 60s now, and I've been eating them since I was a kid. And um, people here, and especially in Hastings, it doesn't sort of spread so far outside of Hastings, maybe a bit down south, maybe a little bit in Napier, but people in Hastings are absolutely obsessed with them. I've heard that Hastings is the meatball capital of Aotearoa. Is that right? Well, absolutely. Like, you know, down in the deep south, they have the cheese roll. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, i gotta, I got to say, how... Here's li- something for your program, Guy. How little do you have going on in Hastings that you're claiming meatballs is one of the things you're into? That's ridiculous. Oh, no, mate. Obviously, you haven't tried one. <laughs> so if you had have tried one, you'd, you'd know they are just the most delicious thing on the planet. In fact, like in my work, I use them at bribes. You know, the staff use them. If they want to get someone to work one of their shifts, like, mate, I'll chuck in a couple of meatballs and let the game's on. You people are not right in the head. This is, it's not even like you invented the meatball as well. You're just, you're just loving your meatballs. This is so strange to me. But it's real, isn't it? I mean, we don't, we, I have not tasted the bitter ball in. Alexia, you would have. 
No. Oh, okay, all right. Girl, let's go back to Mac. Mac, Mac, Mac. I want, I want to know uh, because the listener asked, why, uh, why do you make meatballs when you can just throw the mince in the pan and have, have and have your bolognese? Well, these are very different, really. They're not like a traditional meatball. These things, they have this sort of weird, sludgy, paste-like consistency, and they're covered in breadcrumbs and double-fried, double-deep-fried. Sounds so attractive. Yeah, you really describe that in the most disgusting way, sludgy. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a texture all its own, um, but it's one of those things where, if, you know, the, the description just doesn't deliver the flavours that these things, that these little balls have. They're just absolutely outstanding. And look, I can tell you that Hastings people have very, very strong opinions on who has the best meatballs in town. This, this programme is dedicated to the people of Hastings. <laughs> Folk from Hastings, if you're listening to Mac here, um, back him up. Are you the meatball capital of New Zealand? So, hang on, are you basically saying that it's got the same ingredients as meatloaf, but you're trying to put round things in a flat pan and cook them where you uh, could just no. slice the meatloaf up? Great, great no, point. Really, it's yeah. a bit more like someone's got a really, really fantastic meat pie and put it through a food processor and munch it up into a paste and mm, then does form not it into sound a ball and deep, and deep no. fried it. And I know that doesn't sound like the most attractive thing in the world, but guys, you're just going to have to trust me on this. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah, yeah, you've kind of got me intrigued. Like, yeah. I, either you're deranged, or like, I've got to get to Hastings and try these meatballs. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, probably, it's probably a bit of both. And if, you, like, if, if, if there was a contest between the meatball and a cheese roll, I, I understand. Um, I know because well, I'm sick of the cheese roll discussion. We hear so much about the cheese roll, but we never well, hear pretty average. That's exactly. Why. I, mean, we, I, I lived in Dunedin for 13 years. Very average. Very average. Overrated. The media but, love them. But we've got. But, so it's because we've got so little going on in New Zealand. We have cheese rolls for the older people and pineapple lumps for the younger people, and that's all we have. And it's, so we've got to cling on to them. So this meatball is really, it's a third thing. We've got a third thing, New Zealand. So we do have. The panel has unearthed the, panel has unearthed the cult, the Hastings meatball. Um, <laughs> I understand that people used to drive from Auckland to get them. Yeah, like it's a, it's a bit of a cult little thing here. Like As I said earlier, people have very, very strong opinions on who has the best meatball, which bakery has them. They're in every single bakery. I mean, you, you know, literally you could not have a bakery in Hawke's Bay, or sorry, in Hastings without ha- without having meatballs. You mean, meat you, you mean like a, like a pie and bun bakery? Like, like, are you just serving it, like, is it coming with pasta or is it just coming in a bag? Like, how does it, how's it served? It, it, it comes in a bag in the same way as getting a pie or a sausage roll. And, um, you know, like, if we're having an office shout at work, by far the most requested thing, if I'm heading off to the bakery, is, is to, I'll have a meatball, please. This is truly <laughs> fascinating. Well, I yeah, did not every know. Single bakery Guy, has one. Alexia, Mac, oh, we have verification quite a bit. Yes, Mac is the man. Stings is Meatball <laughs> Central. Um, uh, Hastings, in other words, is actually Meatball Heaven. Here we go. Come Amazing. on, come on. If you're Here living in Hawke's Bay and you're going to do a shout, there are lots of really beautiful vineyards there. What are you thinking? You've got a bottle in each hand. Yeah, I work in in the wine industry, but like everyone else who works in the wine wine industry, there's nothing like more than a beer and something dirty down from the bakery, and and you just can't beat a good meeple. Mac, I think you've started something. We're going to have to follow this up to verify the Hastings meatball. Um, For now, though, um, thank you for being with us on the panel. Uh, that's Mac McPherson. He's a meatball enthusiast, and it's something so- sounds like something that uh, you yourself could uh, follow up with a drive there. Guy, yeah, you? I am quite intrigued. Hastings itself is just a um, 
a fascinating place. They're also, also the only place with the uh, it was the only adult store in New Zealand that um, stayed open during um, New Zealand's lockdown yeah. for all the lovely people of Hastings. So there's a number of reasons to get to Hastings. Can't wait to get down there. Francis says, Kia ora, born and bred Hastings here. We love our meatballs, and they are indeed so, so good. Um, uh, another one here. My parents owned the village bakery in Havelock North. We had the best meatballs. I made thousands. Uh, a bitter ball is not a meatball. A bitter ball filling is ragu. Meatball is spiced mince rolled into a sticky meat mixture. Uh, so there you go. Thank you very much for that. Who knew, Alexia Russell? And by the way, a lot of feedback regarding uh, teachers. I'm a teacher. I don't condone snatching earphones out of a child's ears, but perhaps as a reality check, members of the council that have the power to discipline teachers should spend some time relieving in year nine maths classes. They are a difficult class to teach. We talk about that uh, later on in the program. All right, time for I've been thinking. Alexia Russell, take it away. Strangely enough, mine is actually teacher related. Ah. So, I was speaking to a friend who was um, knows a lot of teachers, and you know, I know a few teachers. One thing they were saying is that they have absolutely terrible experiences with parents berating them about their kids' grades. Mm. And it doesn't seem to be anything that anyone's kind of looking into or can do anything about. This whole idea from parents is that if their child is failing, that it's the teacher's fault. And it's a uh, it's a bit of a worry that I wonder if this sort of behaviour is on the increase. You know, do you go to parent-teacher interviews and start interrogating your your kid's teacher. I mean, I know from having a, a child who was below average that, you know, we'd turn up and say, look... I wait, 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 did you, what, did you say that? What? He was below average academic. D- is, your, is your child listening to this? They'll be of course not. Heartbroken. Like, what do you do if you're a below average child? Guy, you go and be a plasterer. He's listening to a music station. <laughs> OK, OK. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to uh, Alexia's child out there who's feeling a bit crap about himself today. But, you know, we'd rock up and say, look, we understand that it's a difficult task and he's not meeting national standards. Just tell us what you're doing to help him. Yeah, okay. And they would. You know, and you could see the relief and you could see them going, oh, you know, the oh. whole body would relax physically that we weren't going to say, why isn't he a stellar student, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay, but, but yeah. can you see from the other side, Alexia, can you see that uh, when you rock up to a parentage interview, you want the best for your child? And that's where yeah, that passion comes from. Yeah, but the parent-teacher interview is not really the place to do that because it's too late. You're halfway through the year. This teacher's been going all year. You want to, if you've been worried about your kids' grades, rocking up a parent-teacher interview and, and giving them an interrogation is kind of not the time to do it. You know, um, you really want to sort that out earlier. What a fascinating 360 because I feel like your generation, I don't want to speak for it, but the older generation was the generation where the teacher was always right and the kid was if there was a problem, it was obviously the kid's fault. You know, the, what did you do at school? What, what, how have you stuffed up? And then it was around the time I was at school, the late 90s, early 2000s, where it started to shift a little bit more, and more and more parents would be like, the kid can't do, can do no wrong. And obviously the teachers, if the kid's failing, it's 100% the teacher's fault. And um, it's kind of like it's overcorrected itself too far because we need to listen to kids and believe them, obviously, especially all the things that have gone down um, uh, when, when parents are away in history. But it seems like we're now too believing of kids in some ways and yeah. too trusting of kids when they complain about their teachers, giving the kids too much power. Yeah, but also the whole school setup is weird, right? You know, you're supposed to, all these kids are supposed to do all these things that they do art and they do sport and they do, they're supposed to be good at everything. Mm. And, you know, 
We're not good at everything. <laughs> and when we leave school, it doesn't matter that your kid hated sport because they're going to be sitting in front of a computer all their lives making megan bucks. Yeah. And they huh. don't yeah. ever have to get onto a cricket Interesting pitch. to see what our listeners think of that. Uh, all right, um, Guy Williams, I've been thinking. Uh, I got up early in the, sm- in the morning uh, this morning to go on uh, a, a, a TV show to talk about um, a controversial comedian who's visiting. I don't want to give him more of a plug because he's getting a lot of advertising just for the sake that he's coming. But um, he is an admitted... Uh, sex pest, basically. And I just wanted to talk briefly to the serious topic because comedy, you know, we always ask why they're not more women in comedy. And we now, after, you know, five hard years of learning, we've learned that um, it's probably because of sexual harassment and sexual assault in the workplace. So I just wanted to throw that out there because, like, he's one of the greatest comedians who's ever lived. Is he funny? He's also he's he very funny? he's very funny, yeah. But he it's it's it's, it's like that's the thing. It's like Chris Brown makes good music, but I don't want to go to his concert and support him. And it's a similar situation here where I, I ah. do think we should stay away, you know, like um, and not support the guy because it is a real shame that um, uh, people who seem to have learned no lessons. Like he was someone who, when accusers were coming out against him, he would brutally like bully them into submission, threaten them with lawyers. And then when it did came out, he did the token like PR apology. And then if you um, see the content he's done since then, he's not sorry. He doesn't think that what he did is wrong. You know, like um, he jokes about it in his latest special. I didn't pay for it. I illegally downloaded it just because I was interested. And um, uh, yeah, he, he, he thinks that he's just a, a, someone who's had their kink revealed when it's really something much more serious than that. We don't take this seriously enough, especially in comedy, and I don't think we should support him. Uh, kia ora both Kai Williams and Alexia Russell. Uh, a Hastings meatball is all time. Always get one at the bakery for smoko.